Super Talk Mississippi media production. Let's talk about Arkansas. Joining me at this time, Nikki Chavanel from hogbeat.com. That's the Arkansas rival site up there. Nikki, uh, these two teams, we're just going to have to be really honest with ourselves. This is not exactly a marquee matchup. When I, when I look at Arkansas this year, you know, I see a lot of the same problems that I saw a season ago, but there are sometimes I see some flashes that, you know, they look like they've improved a little bit. You see them every week. Is this year's team better than last year's team? Man, I, I wish I could say they were, but they've proved to be almost exactly the same in almost every category. Uh, when you break it down, it really comes down to the quarterback play. And if you put Cole Kelly and Ty Story's numbers side by side with Ben Hicks and Nick Starkle's numbers, Cole Kelly and Ty Story have actually done better uh, through, what, eight games now. So that is a real disappointment for Arkansas considering you brought those two guys in specifically to make the passing game better. When I look at Mississippi State, the first thing, somebody asked me what's their biggest problem. It, it's just that week in and week out they, they fall behind at, in every football game. They cannot get off to a fast mm-hmm. start. Let me ask that question of you. What, what has hampered Arkansas the most this season? I think it's been uh, a huge difficulty getting the ball into the end zone when they're in the red zone. Like, they move the ball pretty efficiently down the field, but then whether it's play calling or throwing an interception right in the red zone, they just haven't been able to put up points. And that's one category where they're actually behind last year is actually punching it in. Uh, And I think they have a big issue getting the ball to their best playmakers. I think they take... Rakeem Boyd out of the game too much uh, and then they just underutilize guys like Traylon Burks who by all accounts he just looks like a total stud and they have difficulty getting him the ball I think they average less than five targets a game for him and, and it's ridiculous when you look at the kind of player he could be if he was getting more targets he, he averages like 15.7 yards per every time he touches the ball. So he needs to get that ball more. You mentioned Starkle and, and Hicks and their struggles this year, and there's some reports coming out of Arkansas that some of the younger guys are taking some snaps in practice this week as well. What's the plan for Arkansas at quarterback this week? Ooh, well, Chad Morris told us on Monday uh, that they are they're basically going in to win – to win the game. They don't really care that the fans want to see something different. They're going to go with the guy that gives them the best chance to win. And if I'm Chad Morris, my job here at Arkansas is very much on the line. Uh, and I think he's going to go with Ben Hicks, who has you know, a ton more experience than anyone else. And he just knows what Hicks can and can't do. Uh, it's all going to come down to what kind of night Ben Hicks is having. He's very inconsistent, but if he's having a good night, it should be fine. If he's having a bad night, Chad Morris needs to make a very quick decision about that. He's struggled to make decisions before halftime, and then by that point, Arkansas is usually out of the game. It's it's way too late to make a comeback. So uh, I, I'm fine with them going with Hicks if that's what they need to do, but you can't hesitate on making a change and maybe going with John Stephen Jones or seeing what K.J. Jefferson would do. I would not start true freshman K.J. Jefferson uh, with, you know, the gravity that this game holds because you have no idea how he's going to react to that much pressure. Uh, and from from what I can tell, he's still too much of a raw passer, so that may, might make Arkansas too one-dimensional, uh, one-dimensional and easy to predict. Is Jefferson still eligible for a redshirt if, if he plays in this game? 
Yeah, he hasn't played at all. So okay. he's got zero snaps. That's one of the things people are frustrated about. They've wanted to see him. You know, he's been kind of sold as the future of this team. He was a four-star, but I think his four-star status was based a lot upon his potential and not exactly how ready he was to play right when he got here. Yeah, and if you're from Mississippi and you recognize that name, K.J. Jefferson, he is also from Mississippi, from Sardis. He went to uh, to North Panola High School. Um, defensively, we talked to Kylan Hill last night here in Starkville, and he mentioned number eight for Arkansas. So, I, you know, we were asking him, is there going to be some number eight on number eight violence? That's, that's Dejon Harris uh, for, for the Hogs. Defensively, I have to assume that's going to be the game plan to try to slow down Kylan Hill. How do they do it? Well, when they've had um, guys who are very good rushers, they have kind of put a spy on them, like Scooter Harris. But Harris has not looked himself this season. Um, I, I think you have to, you know, stack the box as, as much as you can and try to force Garrett Trader to throw the ball. Um, but I mean, I'm not counting too much on Scooter, but more on the group as a whole to to manage to contain them. I don't I don't know how Schrader has done under pressure, but if you can, apply as much pressure to him and then try to limit the run. But uh, if they have trouble containing guys on the outside, so if, if Kylan Hill gets outside, you run a real risk of, you know, beating one linebacker. They're not very sound one-on-one tackling, uh, so I have a feeling they'll expose them a bit in that aspect. Mississippi State wins this game. They're going to still be in bowl contention. Arkansas, you know, you mentioned Chad Morris and his job status up there. So it's a must-win game for both teams. What happens to the loser of this game? Well, if you're you're Arkansas, you basically just continue the same discussion that you've had every single week. All anyone wants to see is progress from this team. Uh, if if they can't show that and if they don't win, I mean, if they don't win, you question whether Chad Morris is going to win another game this season, especially with Western Kentucky actually looking, you know, pretty formidable. Uh, but I think you kind of put the dun chain on, on whichever team loses. But I have a feeling, you know, Arkansas season isn't going to get much better regardless. Is is the dun chain a real thing? Because I would be down with that. <laughs> no, it's not a real thing. It needs but to be. It needs I, to be. Yeah, it needs to be. So if, just one last question we go with Morris. If, if you had to make a prediction, is he coaching Arkansas in, in 2020? Unless he was to somehow be able to win out against Mississippi State, Western Kentucky, and Missouri, mm-hmm. I want to say that he's honestly kind of mismanaged this team so much that it would be very hard to bring him back, even if it, you know it's going to be tough for the, for the team to rebuild after such a quick uh, tenure by Chad Morris, but it might be worth it because fans are just absolutely sick of him. They don't want to hear anything he has to say. Uh, They're tired of his indecisiveness. It's reaching a boiling point here for sure. Ah, I saw some some similar things happening here in Starkville, uh, as you probably are aware. All right, Nikki Chavanel, you can follow her on Twitter at that same name. Very easy to to, to follow her. And uh, you can see her coverage over there at hogbeat.com, which is the ArkansasRivals.com site. Thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.